And we are live. G'day everyone, Mike Jeffrey here and you are listening to My Creative Journey, episode number 15. To all you new listeners out there, hello and thank you so much for taking the time to stop by here today. As I said, my name is Mike and I'm a freelance photographer from Sydney, Australia. Each week on the show, I bring you guys along on the highs and lows of my own creative journey and share all the knowledge that I've gained along the road to building my own freelance business. In today's episode, I'm going to be speaking all about money, a topic which is pretty taboo in today's society. However, I can definitely see the tide changing. Money is one of those things that makes the world go round, although it never seems to be spoken about openly. People who don't have money want it, and people who have money never tell anyone how they got it. On this podcast, I want to be open and transparent as I can with you guys about money, and hopefully it can start a conversation about your own personal finances. But before I jump into that, let's talk about this past week. And for those of you who are new to the show, each week I start each episode by by talking about what has been going on for me in my life and in my business over the past week because I really want to use this podcast as a sort of journal, I guess, for my own life and, and also to let you guys in on the real creative journey that I am currently on. So this week is going to be no different and I'm going to start by talking about some actual work that I did over this past week. So for the first time, I guess, in probably a month maybe or two, I actually went out and took some photos over the past weekend. It was a bit of a uh, strange experience. Having not had much experience, I guess, this year, I haven't really gone and actually taken many photos. I haven't uh, actually had a lot of work. I've, I guess it's been one of the harder things in business is, being, is actually having work that is in advance, I guess. So, I'm actually getting a lot of work booked in, but it's for a long way in advance. So, it's hard to keep those skills up in the here and now. But it was great to actually get out over the weekend and do a couple of shoots the first of which was a styled wedding shoot. I had two people come to me uh, about a month ago when I put my call out uh, that I was going to be starting wedding photography and they said that they had already gotten married uh, about 18 months ago but, but they offered to come and put their outfits back on again and to come and take some photos with me just to get experience for me and be and help me out with my portfolio but also to grab some more photos for themselves and they thought that would be a great thing to do and I said that would be amazing because I feel like one of the things at the start is having that portfolio and you definitely need to build portfolio in order to show people that you can take photos because as I've spoken about before, it's hard to prove uh, to anyone your own worth in photography by just um, by just speaking about it alone. You need to actually have evidence and have proof of your own work. So, this was a great way for me to actually go out and actually test some photos in an environment that would be like that of what would be on a wedding day, I guess we went through a full range of photos um, that you would typically grab after the wedding ceremony. So, it was sort of a good um, experience in that, I guess. But it was also great because we did sort of a couples shoot beforehand. So, we'd had sort of um, half an hour working on just taking some couple photos, just some more lifestyle type shots. And then then we got dressed into the wedding outfits and went and, went and took some photos there. So, we spent about probably three hours on the afternoon, which was great because that's sort of a longer um, version of a type of shoot I would do sort of on an engagement shoot where I would spend an hour with the couple uh, walking around taking photos. So, it was great to have sort of more experience in that longer sort of form because that is something that you will get on a wedding day and something that I've been sort of um, underexposed to, I guess, is that longer form of actually shooting and something that I'm going to have to come to grips with because as you guys know, I'm shooting my first wedding this weekend and something that I may not be prepared for is the eight, nine, maybe 10 hours that I'm actually there taking photos and not being able to have the stamina to sort of keep up with that. I'm sure there'll be breaks in between, but 
having to take photos and be creative for that amount of time and be able to come up with ideas throughout the day, I think is going to be super stressful. So to have that sort of three hours there on the weekend where I could just go out and take photos and sort of use my own sort of ideas and sort of and sort of feed off them as well because they've obviously had experience um, having their own wedding photos done before. So I could sort of draw a bit on them and use a bit of my own uh, experience in taking photos and sort of and really go through all the scenarios that I thought would actually occur this weekend. So on top of that photo shoot that I did on the weekend, I actually had another photo shoot last night, which was an engagement session for the guys that I'm taking photos at at their wedding this weekend. And we've been trying to organize this engagement session for quite some time now, and, and we've both been super busy um, on on either end. And so we just finally worked out to have it last night. I know they're getting married this weekend, so we probably won't have those photos done by the time they actually get married, which is a bit of a shame, but it's still great, I think, for them to have uh, those sort of photos. They're sort of other photos that you are more likely to share and more likely to enjoy more than on your actual wedding day. You're more likely to share those sort of lifestyle photos where you are just trying to be yourself and trying to be more natural with 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 your partner and, and that sort of stuff without everyone else being there. So I'm glad that we got that session done and I think those guys really enjoyed it and I think it really gave them experience in, in being able to be in front of the camera because I think it, it can be a very daunting experience and it can be very nerve-wracking for people who have never had photos taken before. I know myself, I hate having my photo taken. So any, I think, opportunity that you can get someone in front of a camera and get them used to that is is really good for them, but also great for you in sort of working out what uh, they are comfortable with because everyone has a different threshold in what things they would like to do in front of camera. So being able to understand that, being able to read that before you get to their wedding day, I think is super important in really trying to make the day for them as comfortable as possible. And you don't want to try and uh, try and put them outside the comfort zone too much on that day because it's meant to be special for them and they would like to remember it for all the right reasons and not for all the awkward things that you made them do on their wedding day. So the engagement shoots are definitely a great spot to try and sort of test the waters, I guess, a little bit there and, and see how far we can really push things. So yeah, that, that has been uh, quite a big week for me in taking photos. I've, I've been working a lot this morning on on actually downloading all those photos and, and making sure I go through them and and trying to make my selects on those. I've been working for quite a few hours just trying to go through all the photos that I took. I think the style of photography that I have is a very documentary style, so I tend to take a lot more photos than would probably need to be. I feel like I stand back and take take photos of moments that, that actually happen rather than trying to stage moments, which in that case I probably could take less photos, but I'm more happy taking more and, and hoping that I can come back home in a more controlled environment and then choose the frames from there and 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 then I think I end up seeing things that I didn't see on the day and I think in that way it's more special for the people who I'm taking photos for because they can really remember um, that moment a lot more than I can and they would rather have that memory that they can actually remember rather than it being a staged a staged moment where that may not have been something that they were comfortable with anyway. I say that it's been quite a bit of work um, over the past couple of days but it really showed me how much I actually love going out and taking photos. I think having a long break between um, taking photos and actually working with clients directly, I think has made me uh, sort of long for that a bit more. And I was so glad to actually get out there on the weekend and and take photos and have those interactions. And it was crazy to me how much it improved, not only in actually taking photos and how I would position photos, but actually the communication with clients and and being able to direct photos and, and sort of use ideas that I've had and ideas that I have come up with and have seen elsewhere uh, over the past few months and be able to implement those in 
in the session, I think um, there's been a big improvement in that for me. And that was definitely one of the things that I struggled with um, in the beginning was taking photos and being able to direct people. And I think it's part of the reason that I have the style that I do and part of the reason that I do stand back a lot as a photographer is because I don't enjoy being in there and over-directing people and, and handing them too much to work with. I like to sort of stand back and I don't like to uh, intervene on them because it's awkward for me as it is for them. So, I've really tried to improve that but also I like to be able to give direction. I think there's a there's a, up to a point where direction can be helpful and direction can make people feel more comfortable and more confident in the work that you're actually providing. So I was glad to see that my skills in that area had improved uh, quite drastically I think over the past couple of months and, and I'm really excited I think moving forward because that was always an area that I felt I needed to improve and now that we've sort of addressed that we can continue to continue to try to get better um, at actually taking the photos and executing on other ideas that I have that are a little bit outside the norm. And so with the work um, out of the way, I wanted to discuss something that happened um, in my life over the past week. And I only bring this up because this episode will air next week. So by then, hopefully, everyone who I would like to have already told will know. But over the past week, my partner and I got engaged, which was a really great moment and just something that I have been really looking forward to for quite some time now and something that we've definitely spoken about a lot before and I'm so glad that we've made that next step because I'm so grateful to have Emily, my partner, in my life and I've always been of the belief that she is the one for me and the one that has always been there supporting me and has always helped me on my journey and has been a big part of of everything in my life and and I'm so glad that I get to share the rest of my life with her and, and I really do enjoy those uh, romantic love stories and so it's great to really have have one for myself as I do work in an area where I, I do get to hear a lot of other people's stories along the way and so being able to have my own was was really special and I'm so glad that I'm able to move into this next uh, stage of my life and I, I really really couldn't think of anyone else who I'd rather be spending that with and so I don't want to I don't want to speak about it too much on the podcast today but I thought I would let you guys know and I think it's important I guess for me as well because as I've said this this podcast is is a little bit of a journal for me and so I'm I'm very happy to see what this next stage of my life is and so I'm going to remember this episode as being the episode where uh, I announce that and, and moving forward into my life in, in, in many ways to come and I hope that I'm able to share that with you guys and share the experiences that I now have. Being able to plan my own wedding um, as someone who actually works in that industry now, I feel very privileged to be able to actually work in that and also... Um, explore in different areas that I may not be used to and I think that is going to be just an amazing journey and I, and I can't wait to actually get to the big day. And so now I want to move on to the actual topic of today's podcast which if you read the title and you've had to listen to the intro you know is all about money. I've been wanting to make this episode I think right from the beginning it's part of the reason that I wanted to really start this podcast was to be open and transparent about everything in my life and in my business and things like that because I always wish that I had someone else who I could have spoken to about this type of stuff and and someone who I could have actually gained experiences from and so I really want to be open and transparent with you guys and I know that there are people out there who who do listen to this podcast and who will actually gain something from from these episodes and hearing me speak about things that I've gone through because I know that things that I talk about aren't only just experiences that I go through I know that everyone has these these sort of shared experiences and so so being able to talk about money a bit more and sort of break that stigma down around around everyone's finances I think 
is really important and, and I don't think it needs to be the big thing that it's made out to be. Now, as much as I have been planning on making this episode this week, it actually comes in quite a timely manner because as I just spoke about, I just got engaged. And so, there's going to be a big financial strain on me, I guess, over the next 12 months and, and even moving forward into that. And so, I really want to speak about um, some of the things that I'm going to be trying to do moving forward and in order to combat that issue moving forward. But also, I think it's it's important to address uh, where I am now and where I will be going forward because this can be a stressful thing for a lot of people and and I don't think it needs to be. And I think sometimes there are things we can do to try and avoid some of that stress. And so I want to talk about some of the stress that I've been going through, but also some of the things that I've done to sort of work around those things. And so there are really two main reasons for me making this episode. And the first one I've spoken about is to remove the stigma around uh, talking about finances and talking about your own money. And so that really comes back to um, the fact that really I don't hear a lot of people speak about it. It's one of those things that I'm so surprised because it actually makes up quite a large amount of the things that I do every day to day is is my personal finances and and using money and having having a transaction in in place in all aspects of our lives. But yet it's not something that everyone will talk about. And and even on a more personal level, I don't talk about it with friends and family and that sort of stuff. And I I think that that is a real shame because it's one of those things that people don't actually have an education on. It's one of those things people go through life and and don't actually learn about unless they actually go out and try and uh, seek answers around those sort of things. And so hopefully by speaking about it today, I can create a conversation either with me and hearing this conversation, but also create a conversation with you internally and maybe then to you to have a chat to someone else in your own life about about your finances and about things like that. It doesn't need to be a big chat. It doesn't need to be as open as the conversation probably will be here today, but it just needs to be something to get you started and something to allow you to understand that everyone has these problems and everyone goes through this because it is a big part of everyone's lives and so I don't think it needs to be hidden away as it is. I think just like relationships, the only way we really learn about money as a child is through through our family and through our parents and through the things that we see and things that we see modeled in front of us, whether that is on TV or whether that's friends and family members around us. I think that the only way we can learn about finances is through that way. And so if you're like me and if you're like the majority of people, most of their most of their parents probably weren't open about their financial situation. And I sort of come at that from two different angles and I can understand why you would not be open and transparent about all your finances with anyone who is in your life or even with your children. But I think it's super important, especially when children are sort of learning things. It really comes um, at an age to them where they can learn so much and I think there is so much to be taught to to a lot of children and it's not something that is taught in school and it's not something that's taught in very many places at all. And, and so if you're only learning from the actions of your parents, then the grasp you have on, on anything to do with any financial issues really only comes back to one place. And as we know, if you're only learning things from one source, it's never going to be um, super helpful in my opinion and, and we need to get multiple opinions on everything. And then the second reason why I really wanted to make this episode was really to educate you guys and to show you guys that you can be in the position that I am as well and that you don't have to hide your own money away and that you don't have to uh, be scared of your personal finances. I think too many people will hide in front of their personal finances and not let anyone actually see behind them and see what is actually holding them up. And I think that's a sad reality. And I think there are too many people out there who are private about their own money and 
and how they actually make their ends meet because they're too afraid to let other people know and afraid to sort of show people how they're staying afloat. Creative people are often the worst at, at managing their own money and, and actually knowing how to make money and knowing how to um, how to save money because they're not taught by other people and they're in an industry where money comes and goes and so you're not on a stable income, you're not on a stable salary each year and that makes it even more important to be on top of your own personal finances and really know how much money you have now and if you're in an upturn or a downturn and, and really knowing uh, how much money you need to have aside and knowing how much money you can save and how much you can invest back into your business and things like that. And so I think it's super important for people who have actually tried to actually do something to educate other people on on things that they've done and succeeded at or things that they have done and, and end up failing at because this is the way that we learn. And most of the people I think that I look up to are very, very personal with their own with their own finances and how they actually make money. I can aspire to be like someone else, but if I don't know how that they actually got there or how they're surviving what they're actually trying to do, then it's very hard for me to emulate that and hard for me to get there and in the position that they are. So then the first thing that I want to touch on is where do I get my money? In my business since about June last year, I probably only made about $5,000 in sales and that is um, upfront in sales without actually having to pay for anything else out of that. So after the end of this year, I, I have already spent all of that $5,000 on either things in the business or um, other things that I've had to reinvest other money in the business. I'm very big in actually reinvesting in the business, but to be honest, most of that $5,000 hasn't actually gone enough to pay the bills in the business. And so that has been where all that has gone. It's, it, it is definitely increasing on, on a month-to-month basis. And I would say I probably didn't make my first $1,000 until about six months in, but still we're not at a point where I've actually broken even yet. And so it can be very challenging for me, I guess, in trying to stay committed and trying to stay in the business and try to stay in there when you're not seeing the returns that you thought you would be seeing at this point. I spoke about this in the beginning in that most of the work that I have is in advance and I've been really booking a lot of work down the track. So that's not actually handing me any money now. I really have to really try and be out there and in front of it and try to make more sales now. But as I said, it is on the increase and I'm very confident in the way that it is trending. But still at this point, we're not really making a lot of money. And so that, that really begs the question, where where do I get my other money? Because I don't have another job. I don't work outside of my photography business. I don't have another job on the side. I don't live at home. I'm in an apartment basically in the middle of Sydney. So it's not as if my rent is cheap either. And therefore, that probably asks the question, how do I survive? And the answer really comes down to one, I had quite a fair bit of savings uh, at the start of last year when I ended uh, my last job. So I was working a job previously to that and so I had a fair bit of savings saved up but also I've been receiving a government payment so job seeker for all of you Australians out there who are listening I've been receiving that for the past um, 12 months probably now and so that has been really helping me to get through and I really applied for that um, towards the saddle last year when I was frantically trying to find a job and so um, I've spoken about this on episodes before. I'm not sure if it was episode two or three. I think I spoke about this, um, about where I was at last year and trying to actually find a job and trying to try and actually find any work that I possibly could because I had no idea just before I started this business, I had no idea where I wanted to go and where I was actually going to have any money from. I didn't have any income there for about six months. And so it, the stress got to me and I was trying to find a job. And so I applied for a government payment to people who were trying to actually find jobs and trying to support themselves in that way. And so that was able to provide a pretty constant income for me 
um, over the past year. It really hasn't been heaps of money and it hasn't been able to keep me and really hasn't been able to provide much outside of actually keeping me afloat. It's been basically just enough to pay for my rent. It really hasn't helped me exceed in life, but it's helped to keep me afloat over this past year and it's helped um, with me starting this business and and I think that was one of the reasons why I was able to get the certain type of payment that I was was because I'd started my own business and so I've been trying to pursue that and I think they can see that and, and I've been having to provide a lot of statements to them about how much I earn in my business and, and if I earn too much in the business, they don't pay me as much money and, and therefore, I'm eventually going to have to be off that payment and I think uh, the time is almost up, I think, for me to be off that payment. I think it isn't something that is forever and it's not something that I would like to be on forever but I think it's something that is worth speaking about and something that I'm happy to share because I think it's been one of the main reasons why I've survived over this past year and one of the main reasons, one of the main reasons why I've been able to start this business when I did because without that money coming in each week, I would have no way been able to start this business and start investing in this business as much as I have been. And so I'm so glad for that, but also I know that it's not going to be forever and, and the time will come when I need to be start making more money in my own business. All that allowed me to do a few things and it allowed me first off to, as I spoke about last week, invest more of my own time into my own business. I didn't have a great deal of money when I first started, but what I did have was a lot of time. And so I've been working endlessly and really tirelessly in my business and trying to get it up off the ground and trying to work as hard as I can. As I've said, I've done so much work for free and I've spoken about this many a time before and I think it's one of the best ways and I know in the first 18 months, I'm not going to make a lot of money back on how much I'm actually investing in this. I know I'm not getting paid how much I should be getting paid for the amount of work that I'm trying to do, but I know that in time it will come back to me. You know, in this week alone, I'm probably going to be doing about 60 plus hours of unpaid work. And so that to me is really hard. It's really hard to have to sit down here every day and work for absolutely no money at all. But I know that in time, the work will come back to me and the work that I'm actually doing now will, will really pay off and and will come back to me in other people actually seeing that I'm am trying to do this work and, and the improvements that I'm making in my own skill set and my own business and that will come back to me in turn. But it's hard in the short term when you can see all this work that you're trying to do and it's not providing you any actual financial outcome in the here and now. And so I guess that leaves me with the question of what is my actual backup plan? If everything does fall to pieces or if I'm not able to make any money before I really start to need to or or if I do have something really big that does happen in my life, for instance, I decide to go on a big holiday, which I am in in June, or I decide to get married, which I probably will be next year. What happens when big expenses like that do come up? And I think I've been really working hard, and I think it's something that I need to be more conscious of, but I think something that could be educated a bit more and people need to remove from their actual thought process is remove the idea of actually failing because people place too much emphasis on the financial aspect when they think of actually failing in anything and I think that can turn a lot of people away and people can say well I'm not making any money this I completely failed in that business I'm going to move to something else whereas I think for me I'm not afraid to um, I'm not afraid to go out there and if I have to go get another job I'm not afraid to go do that if I have to go and try to make money somewhere else if I have to go and work for someone else I'm not afraid to do that because in the end I'm happy to do what I have to do to actually make my dreams come true and make this career that I'm trying to work towards a reality you know, I don't think that just because I'm not making any money in the first year means that it's all not worth it or that fact that I'm spending more and, and that's it. I, I can never go back to that ever again because it didn't make me any money in the start. You need to find that balance between the two and, and if it needs to be that you need to go and work a part-time job, then that's what it needs to be. 
I think definitely in a creative career, there is a lot of emphasis on being a full-time creative and, and that is great and I think that is amazing if you can work full-time and I've, I've been very fortunate to be able to try and do that over the past year but I don't think there should be a stigma around someone working part-time as a creative because in a way that is what the majority of people will have to do in order to get there and in order to get to a point where they can go full-time is, is to start part-time. You can't just end um, your career and just start out and start working. I don't think that is a, a the smartest plan you can ever have is to just end your job and, and start working as an artist because you're probably not going to make any money in the first few years. So unless you've got a lot of money behind, you probably don't end your job. But definitely look at ways in which you can reduce um, other activities in your life in order to put more emphasis on trying to start this artistic career. And if that means I can't go and do other things in my spare time, I'm happy to give those up. I'm happy to give up other things in my life and I've come to terms with that because if it means I need to go and work another job in order to make this come true and I'm trying to work in the long term here and all the things that I've done so far I think are a testament to that and the things that I've done and work for free and the expenses that I've put into the business I think I'm trying to show that I'm working in this for the long term this is not if I don't make it by the end of this year I'm out I think that if all the things that I'm trying to do aren't working I'll go and try and do something else and I will still um, try to be working as hard as I can in my business you know I will remove other things from my life and and try to do as much as I can in, in my business but also go and make money so I can support my business and I think the stigma around working in another job needs to be removed because I think it does hold a lot of people back and certainly the personal finances and people who actually need an amount of money to be able to survive I think shouldn't be turned away from starting a career that they would like to end up in just because they're working another job or just because they don't have X amount of hours free every day. I think that we can all have that time and we can all be be comfortable to go and work another job and be comfortable to go and actually do the things that we need to do in order to make our dreams come true further down the track. And so now I want to work into some more practical tips in ways to actually save money because it isn't always about making more money, but sometimes it can be about spending a little bit less money. And so there are two ways that you can think about that and ways that you can actually make more money. But now we're going to focus on um, ways to save money and I think that is an important thing because I think too many people are out there overspending on things that they don't really need and I think there is this big thing that if you're spending more money then you're earning more money and it's not always true. Um, Of course, you need to invest in your own business but invest in the right ways and invest in things that are actually going to help grow your business and not just things that you think that you actually need. And so I really want to preface this by saying that don't stop things that you actually enjoy. I've always really enjoyed going down to the cafe in the morning and, and having a cup of coffee there. And so when it comes to trying to save money, when people tell me I need to cut down on the amount of cups of coffee that I have each week in order to be able to save a bit more money, I say, well, I really enjoy that. And so I don't want to cut that out because then that's going to impact on my lifestyle as a whole because that's something that I really enjoy and that's something that I really, um, something that I really identify with and something that I find a lot of satisfaction in and something that brings me a lot of joy in my life but in my business as well it actually frees me up to be out of the house and other things like that and so don't cut things out that you really enjoy and if if that is something that you really really enjoy and and actually find satisfaction in I don't think you should cut that out and that is when you have to go to the other school of thought that if you're not going to try and save more money you need to earn more money and so if that is really something you like to do you need to find a way to actually financially afford that rather than trying to cut that out of your life because in the long term that's going to make you a lot more unhappy and And I don't think that's ever a successful way to be in business. I find this hard to speak about because I don't really know what the average person spends 
their money on. But I'm just going to take a wild stab in the dark here and I'm going to give a few list of a few things that I think you could possibly do to uh, reduce the things that you're spending money on. So the first one that I have here is clothes. And so I don't spend very much money at all on clothes. It's been a long time since I've really had to go and out and buy new clothes. I, I recently did have to go and buy a few new things to wear to a wedding. But apart from that, I don't buy a lot of new clothes and I'm happy to wear clothes until they're at the end of they're being able to be worn. I don't change my wardrobe every year and, and have to go and buy new clothes. And a lot of the time, really, when I do go and buy new clothes, I go to I go to an op shop or I go to a secondhand store and actually go buy clothes that way because because I also don't believe in the whole fast fashion industry and all the things that it stands for. So I enjoy actually being able to go to the op shop and go to secondhand stores and actually buy clothes from there as well. But also, it's very good for me financially as well. So that is a great thing. And I don't think that you need to have... the amazing clothes all the time most of the time I work from home so that also gives me a great advantage to not have to wear uh, brand new clothes all the time because I'm here by myself so that really doesn't change much at all one of the other things that I do basically every day is to cook at home and that significantly reduces the cost of my bills each week and so any way that I can do that I'm always happy and so I'm happy to cook at home and I really enjoy being able to cook at home and that's something that I enjoy and it also saves me a lot of time as well because I think that being able to cook at home and interact and just be at home and not have to head out, I think saves me a lot of time in the long run. And I enjoy being able to cook and I enjoy being able to have a wide range of things that I eat at home. And I don't think it needs to be um, that you aren't able to ever eat out. I, I definitely eat out maybe once a week and I go catch up with friends and things like that. But I'm definitely not eating out every night of the week. I also don't drive a fancy car, nor could I afford to or nor would I even want to because I don't place much much value on that. When my partner and I bought our car, we bought a very old second-hand car a few years back and it's been surviving quite well ever since and so I never felt the need to go out and have to, have to buy a brand new car and I've never felt the need to have that. I've never been someone who needs to flash things in front of other people. I know that I'm successful and I'm very happy in my life and, and very content with where I am and very happy that I ha- have control over the amount of time that I'm able to spend with the things that I do and the things that I'm able to work in and I have control in my life and to be able to work in the area that I really enjoy and so that is what brings me joy and that is what allows me to continue to have the overall happiness that I have in my life and it's nothing to do with it's nothing to do with how expensive the car is that I drive or anything like that and so that is another way I think for a lot of people um, to reduce overall spending. Another thing is that I actually live with other people. I actually share an apartment and so that has helped me and my partner to be able to reduce our costs very significantly on the place that we were in before. But also, I think it has allowed us more freedoms with other things as well, and it's allowed us other things that we didn't think would actually come along with that. I think there is definitely a negative stigma around people who still live at home, but I think that's amazing. I think if you can still afford to be able to live at home, I think that is a-okay. I think there shouldn't be any any need for you to have to leave home any earlier than you need to. And my hat always goes off to any parents out there who allow their children to stay at home um, while they try and pursue their dreams. And I think that is super important and and I've always been for that. And I think that anyone who is able to do that should do that. I know there are circumstances where you may not be able to and may um, not always be able to be done, but I think the stigma around it definitely needs to be removed. And so anyone who can afford to be at home should really consider that as an option because we all know that life is expensive and especially while you're trying to create something and start your own business and create a sustainable life for yourself. I think that while ever you're able to live at home, I think that is definitely an offer that you should be taking up. And so the last little tip, I guess, sort of relates to uh, the industry that I'm in, but 
I guess it relates more, a lot more generally, is that you don't need to buy equipment that you don't really need. I'm going out to shoot a wedding this weekend and I've already put into hire a lot of the equipment that I don't already have. I'm not going to go out and buy new equipment just for this weekend. I don't have the amount of money behind me to go and do that. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with going and hiring equipment and especially with the amount of places that have that available these days and the amount of places that um, are open to hiring all different sorts of equipment. I think it's definitely something that you can do. And it is something that I've done on several occasions before where I've had to go do a photo shoot with things that I don't actually have, but I can still go and do the work. I would never turn down work on the basis that I don't own equipment for that specific job. I'm all for using what you have, but there are some times where you need a specific tool to do a specific job. So I don't think you need to go and buy that piece of equipment, especially if it's a job that you're never going to have to do again, or you don't foresee yourself having to do again for another 12 months you know if it's not something that you're using at least once a month you probably don't need to own that piece of equipment you know like that is something that you could just hire and it would drastically save the amount of cost that goes into that actual shoot and it it definitely saves the upfront costs you know after you've started to rent it a few times you probably you know could consider whether you would actually purchase it and i think that is a great way to to decide whether you actually like a piece of equipment as well is is being able to rent it up front and seeing if you actually like the piece of equipment before you actually buy it but Definitely, I think renting equipment before um, you actually go and purchase equipment is is definitely the way to go and that can definitely save you a lot of money in the long term. And so changing gears a little bit now, you know, I never really went into photography to be able to make money, but that doesn't really mean that I'm not allowed to. And I think most creative people have fears around around actually making a substantial amount of money that is often rooted in the fact that um, they enjoy what they do and they enjoy the services that they provide and so they don't feel that they need to charge for them because it doesn't really feel like work. You know, if I was out there trying to do hard work that I didn't enjoy, of course I'd want to be fairly compensated for that work because it's something that I didn't like to do and I had to go do it for someone else. So I'm going to be want to be compensated for that. But for me, the work that I do on a day-to-day, I quite enjoy the work that I do. And so it never feels like work to me and it never feels like something that I would ever charge anyone for. And so I think that is often why I'm quick to jump to give clients a discount because I really want to do the work and I don't ever want the price to hold them back from choosing to work with me. And I have to really pull myself up on that because I can often get myself in trouble with that in not thinking that the client would actually want to pay the full price for my services. You know, it's often surprised me in the, how many people are happy to pay full price for the things that I provide because they can see the value in that and they can see that you know, they can see what it's worth and they know what it's worth and they're really happy with the end product and, and so you don't need to give people a discount in order for them in order for them to be happy to work with you. Having money allows you to make change and that has been one of the biggest realizations that I've been trying to come to in trying to convince myself that it's okay to be able to charge people for the work that I do and actually make more money. It's always been something that I've been trapped in in not being comfortable in being able to make more money but I need to remember that having more money allows me to make more change you know the more money I can make from shooting weddings the more amount of weddings that I can shoot for free I've always said that I never want to be someone who only makes money from their friends and family and things like that so if I can actually be out there and trying to charge other people the amount of money that I know I'm worth and not be able to give them discounts I can earn more money and so in turn if a friend comes to me and asks for work I can shoot for them for free because I enjoy that and I think that that is so important and it's amazing to be able to to do work for people who you know will actually appreciate it and you know have actually helped you in the past before with other things and you're able to provide them a service that that you know you only can provide and 
that's why they've they've come to you and so the more money that I can make the more things that I can do like that that actually make me happy in the business and actually allow me to do the things that I really want to do it isn't only just working for other people though it's like I can be able to hire staff I can help friends and family I can be able to have friends and family come and work for me and I can choose the businesses that I work with I can choose who uh, I outsource work too. I can choose where I spend my own money and spend in the business. I talk about trying to make change because I think that if you have money, you can make change and you can spend your money where you would actually like your money to be spent. If I don't want to get my photos printed at a particular print shop because they're not very environmentally friendly or they're, a, they're an overseas business that I don't have any connection to, I don't need to shop with them. I can afford to go to the person up the road who I know is more environmentally friendly and who uses locally sourced materials because even though they're a bit more expensive, I earn more money and I'm charging more and so I'm using that to be able to spend the money with the people who I would like to spend it with. It's a strange concept to have to come to terms with but definitely something that I've been trying to learn uh, a lot over the past couple of years is being able to make more money enables me to make change and enables me to help more people than I would be able to help if I'm not making money at all. And so offering services for a discounted rate or offering services for free um, for a longer period of time. I'm not just talking about upfront. I know I've spoken about working for free at the start. But then after you are uh, established, I think it's okay to charge for money and actually know what you're worth because the more money you can make then allows you to then work for free for the people who you would like to work for free from if that is something that you would like to do. And so I just want to round out this episode with talking about a bit about my own personal finances and how much money that I actually need to make to be able to survive. And this is a little bit for me, but also a little bit interesting for you guys as well and something that I've been working on recently and trying to work out what is the actual amount that I need to hit in order to be sustainable in this business per year and moving forward into that because that is something that always weighs in my mind, especially when I don't have any outside income. If we go through um, all my expenses, I'm just going to sort of randomly go through a little bit of my expenses in my personal life but also in the business as well and sort of see how much I need to make per year. So let's just go starting off with some of the expenses that I would normally have in the business. So these are going to be just normal expenses that are pretty consistent through the year. So starting off with my website, I pay about $500 a year, I think, for that um, as far as I'm aware, I think so. So that includes uh, the subscription I have to my website service like that, um, includes my domain name and my emails and all that sort of stuff. So that's about 500 a year. I then have a small amount of insurance, which is about $300 a year on really specific things that allow me to do my business and I'm sure that's going to vary between people. Um, my Adobe subscription, which is all the editing software that I have on my computer um, and all that sort of stuff that allows me to actually edit photos and, and do all that sort of stuff is about 800 a year. I probably spend about $50 a month on advertising, so that's another $600 a year. And so the, all those operating costs there probably come up to just over two grand. And then we're talking about other things, the things that I need to buy in the business. So so last year I bought two new cameras and a few new lenses which came to about um, $7,000 I think all up and and that was partly because my old camera had stopped working in the way I needed it to work and so I needed a new one but then also I decided to get an extra one on top of that because I think it's important to have two different cameras especially working in an environment where if one breaks you need another one on the job on that day so it's very important to have that as well. So those are costs that are going to come up throughout the course. Um, of things and you need to have have different money aside for that sort of stuff as well so my partner and i pay about 410 dollars a week um, in rent and we almost basically half that 
each week. So it rounds out to be about $12,000 a year for me, around about. Um, so with that, plus all the rest, and if we add in sort of bills and food and that sort of stuff, which normally I estimate to be about 150 bucks a week um, on that sort of stuff on like electricity and, and all my different food and everything else like my like my internet at home and, and things like that and the things that I pay for in that sort of share of that um, stuff it comes to about 8000 a year. So basically we're looking at about $28,000, $29,000 a year and that's including um, all those ex- excess expenses that, that could possibly happen. You know, you could, could pro- you know, you could probably get away with about $22,000, $23,000 a year but I like to have a bit more saved up because I know that I'm actively trying to invest in the business so I want to be making more in order to invest but if you wanted to just go sort of that $23,000, $24,000 mark, you probably could survive on that. And so if I turn that into a number of weddings that I need to be able to shoot per year in order to make that happen, at the moment I'm charging about $2,000 for a standard wedding photography package for about eight hours of wedding photography. And so all those numbers are on my website if you want to go and have a look at that. But if I'm averaging charging there, you know, I could probably survive with shooting about 12 to maybe 15 a year. And that would probably survive me having already known that there's not many overheads when it comes to shooting a wedding so I don't have a lot of expenses on the day or expenses in related to those costs and, and basically that $2,000 would all be profit so we can we can sort of look at that and say yeah I've probably got to shoot about 12 to 15 a year in order to make that happen. Now I'm only charging 2000 at the moment because I'm fairly new to this industry and I know that the experience that I have is not up to the standard that other people have and so I wouldn't feel comfortable charging more and this is something that I've sort of had to come to terms with but I think moving forward and into and moving into next year and things like that, I think I can definitely put prices up and so that I only need to shoot about 10 a year to be fairly comfortable. And so then after that, it's all in the bank. And that sort of, it sort of makes me feel a bit more at ease because that number isn't as high as I thought it would be. You know, if I'm only shooting 10 a year, that's only 10 weekends out of the whole year. Of course, there's a lot more work that goes into it uh, through the week as well. And each of them probably take about a week to two weeks to turn around, but still that's only working half the year if we're if we're sort of working it out on on a numbers wise basis, so if I'm working for the full year, I can sort of very easily survive on on uh, that amount of money. Being able to do those sort of numbers really puts me at ease, but it puts me um, also in a very challenging spot at the moment because I'm not at that level, and so I really need to be able to get there before um, I can feel that I'm very comfortable in this business. And that is one of the things around the whole finances that that is really challenging for me in in being able to push forward in the business is is really having that stress of being able to find that money and being able to find the finances to be able to continue on moving forward. And so I hope this episode has really helped you guys uh, to be able to see a bit more into my own finances and the way that I think about my own money and and the way that I sort of do things and the things that um, have worked for me and and the things that I'm going to be trying to do moving forward. You know, I think there's too much stigma around um, talking about your own money and things like that, but I want to be open in the way that I am able to make my own money and show you guys that it isn't, as hard as it needs to be and that things can be done and you can you can put steps in place to be able to make these things happen you know I'm not you know I haven't made it by any stretch and I, I surely won't be there for quite a long while to come but I, I certainly know that I'm headed in the right direction as I spoke about before and I can see that trend and I can see um, where I need to go and I've, I've sort of I, I do have that target of how much I need to work and and that sort of really shows me that it's not an enormous amount it's not a huge number that I am not able to do it's something that is able to be very financially viable and something that I can actually make a reasonable income in if I work hard enough and if I continue this on and if I don't just when things get hard end it and if I don't just if I'm all out on money end it there I think as I said before if you need to go and work another job to be able to make this 
sustainable. I know that this is a probably two to three year thing before I can start making money and start moving forward in the business and have it be sustainable as my only income. But that is that is something that I'm going to have to come to terms with, but I don't want to have to hold anyone else back because of that. And hopefully by hearing this, you'll know a bit more about that and you'll know and be a bit more prepared about what you're choosing to enter into. And so with that said, guys, I really do hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would really appreciate it if you could share this episode around with other people who you think would enjoy it as well. I'm trying to be super open, super honest on these episodes because as I said, this is a a real journal for me and this is an episode that I've and this is definitely an episode I'll look back on in years to come and, and sort of think about the things that I was up to back then. And hopefully by then I'll be able to say that I am surviving full-time off my business income. But until then, I will continue to be able to be as transparent with you guys as I can and try to show you guys what I'm trying to do to make my business successful and try to actually make these dreams of mine come true. And I hope you guys are enjoying this journey as well. And I hope you are actually learning a lot from it and learning a lot about me as we go. And so guys, I really appreciate having you all here. And if you have stuck through this episode, it has been quite a long one, but I hope it was very informative as well. And, and hopefully next week's episode will be just as helpful for you guys as well. And, and I hope to have you all back here again next week. And so until then, guys, have a great week and I will speak to you all next Monday. Bye.